Hang on. We're traveling back to May 4th, 1984. Let's see what's playing. <laughs> The movie that's fresh and hot with high energy. Dancing to the beat with a scratch mix sound that comes from the street. This movie is unique. Don't be mistaken, you've got to see Breaking. Breaking, rated PG, starts Friday, May 4th. Check local <laughs> listings. Whoa, we are back. This is Drew here with Ashley, Rice Krispie Ann. Hello. And Derek, Soda Pop Scott. Hey. Wait, wait, wait. Don't you get a nickname or something, Drew? I feel like since we both oh. get one. I guess. I, I guess I'll accept a nickname. <laughs> All right. I'm thinking um, <laughs> Drew, Juicy Fruit Haviland. Ooh. It has a good ring to it. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Drew, Juicy Fruit Haviland, Ashley, Rice Krispie Ann, and Derek, Soda Pop Scott. And it is time for another episode of New Release 1984. Each week on New Release, we watch a movie that came out in theaters over the weekend in 1984. Ashley, what did we watch this week? Break-in. Any taglines? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> For the break of your life, push it to pop it, rock it to lock it, break it to make it. Wow. I, I, I am stoked. Um, the only way, if you're interested in, in uh, watching this movie, either before or after you listen to this, the only way that we found to do it was a free uh, YouTube playlist that had uh, the movie broken up into eight or nine parts. Good quality, though, wouldn't y'all say? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. so that was, that was pretty, Perfect quality. pretty seamless. Um, I, even, I even looked on eBay to see if you could get a VHS copy, and it is out of print. I mean, I guess all VHSs are out of print, but it's not even, <laughs> not even available um, to purchase on eBay. So stream it on YouTube. Um, before, before we get into our normal uh, questions and segments, uh, Ashley, I'd like to give you the opportunity to do a 30-second recap. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll start when you start. All right, starting now. A technical dancer mm. named Kelly meets up with two uh, street break dancers and becomes a technical street dancer. What do you, <laughs> what do you mean like by a technical? Trained. Okay. Yeah. So like a trained More. dancer meets up with street dancers and then she That's learns nice. how to pop and lock and dance with them. And then they defeat the technical dancers Yeah. in a finale. Yeah, it's kind of like old school versus new school. Yeah. Right on. D did it. <laughs> did you know, um, I, I guess Derek's timer is not going to go off, So, but that was, that was perfect. Um, did you know anything about this movie going in? Had you heard of it? No. Not <laughs> ah, oh, there end it is. of recap. <laughs> Maybe we'll do like a 15 second recap. <laughs> yeah. There's no way that was only 30 seconds. That was, that was way no, it, 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 For some reason, it wasn't uh, ending. <laughs> That's fine. Um, uh, yeah, had you heard of this? No, I've never, no, I never heard of it. It's, it was great. I mean, had we'll you heard of the, that, but. 
heard of the sequel? The sequel comes up a lot because it has a ridiculous name. No, I hadn't heard the sequel either. Yeah, so Break Into Electric Boogaloo um, is like thrown around a lot, just like as having one of the most absurd names ever. So I had heard <laughs> of, I hadn't seen, I haven't seen that, although we're obviously going to have to watch it. Um, it comes out also in 1984, so we'll be watching it for the <laughs> podcast in uh, November or December. But yes. um, yeah, which will be a fun full circle moment. But yeah, I had I had heard of the second one just because of the name, and I had assumed when there's a two that there was a one, but I <laughs> I've really never put much more thought into you know breaking the original until uh, about a week ago. So thank goodness we had a, a good excuse to watch it. So yeah, <laughs> if um, before we get into kind of our reactions, I wanted to talk introduce the characters in the movie a little bit since we'll be we'll be talking about them ashley was there a character uh that you particularly connected with um i can kind of run through some of them or you can just just jump in sure so i connected with i really like turbo mm, yeah. he's my favorite by far um but if you want to talk about him and his relation to his friend and how they meet yeah, so there's two main um, street dancers, uh, Turbo and Ozone. Turbo's the younger. Are they related? No, I looked it up. They're just okay. friends. Yeah, so <laughs> Turbo's definitely younger. Ozone's been through a little more. He's a little more jaded. Turbo's, like, optimistic and, and takes everything in stride, and, and Ozone needs, like, a little uh, tough love sometimes. But, uh, yeah, so Turbo was really fun. Like, he just had a good energy um ozone was a badass and dancing but he also had some really frustrating qualities um especially the way he dealt with the main uh, female character kelly aka special k um, <laughs> she of course all the boys in the movie were into her and she was kind of aloof aloof to it for the most part um, which caused a few conflicts um, so you got Kelly, you got Ozone, you got Turbo. They form one of the, the the dance groups, and then you have kind of the the creepy older instructor dude. Um, and Franco. Then, yeah, Franco. And then critical crucially, um, I think his name is. Let's see, his name is James in the movie. Um, Derek, the first podcast that we recorded for new release nineteen eighty four, but didn't release, was where the boys are eighty four. And there was a surprise cameo from Shooter McGavin um, in that movie. And sure enough, he pops back up and, and breaking. Even so was, he looks younger too. I thought he looked. I could. I guess I couldn't really remember. I thought he looked. It was more disorienting to see him and where the boys are for some reason. Um, and he was also a much smaller character in that. In this, he really looked like his Happy Gilmore self to me. Um, even though that's like ten years later, I guess. Um, so yeah he's in it he he actually he actually turns into a, a wholesome nice guy it was a little bit of a misdirection that he was probably going to be like exploiting her inviting her out to dinner he's kelly's agent um so is there and then okay and then um as far as additional characters we kind of have we have the other dance group uh electro rock one two and three are their names <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that uh so you're gonna you're gonna claim Turbo as your character? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, Derek, do you want one? 
Yeah. Uh, I thought his name was Soda Pop, but it's Soda Pop was a girl, right? Soda Pop is your nickname. <laughs> well, right. But there is a Soda Pop in the, is there? In the movie. Yeah. Uh, maybe you're thinking of Lollipop. Nope. Soda Pop. Amy, uh, played by Amy Golden. This, uh, yeah, I'm looking at the IMDb. I don't think it's very, the IMDb doesn't seem to be very comprehensive. Uh, um, yeah, I want to be that kid that comes out of the trash can. At the oh, end. perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah. he's great. Yeah. I love that little kid, dude. Yeah, he pops up in the first um, Venice Beach dance scene briefly, right? Or maybe in like the opening credits, he's yeah, introduced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they, he has his whole own kid dance crew that like a, pops up later. Yeah, street dancers. Yeah, yeah he's well, great. I'm sure y'all know who I'm going to be. Is there a cat in this one? Just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to be Special K, obviously. I mean, really? That, that holds. <laughs> well, really? You're not she leaving released? me with a lot of options. Um, you would rather be no ozone? Well, I don't feel like I have an ozone aggressive uh, energy. Uh, so you're just Special K? That's yeah, disappointing. Well, just special K. <laughs> she's she's, she's pretty badass. Yeah, she's cool. She's stylish. She's got. I, I'm gonna immediately after this uh, cut my hair into that style that, that she wears. Kind of a mullet, mullet with, mullet with bang Please or short. Do. It's like a Pat Benatar look. Yeah, Benatar yeah. Style. Or David mm-hmm. Bowie. Um, yeah. Um, so, so yeah. Uh, I mean, okay. I picked the lead character. Sue me. Um, <laughs> And y'all, so we're all in a, no, you and I are in the crew. Derek's kind of off on his own um, kid crew, but coming on strong, by the time we get to um, break in six, you're probably running, running the show. If I had to, if I had to map out the trajectory of uh, the Oscar, the grouch kid character. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So that's our, that's our characters. Um, We'll see if, if the, we need to circle back to that at any point. But was there one thing, Ashley, that you particularly loved or hated? I know you didn't hate anything. You're not a monster. Um, actually, no, I'll say I'll go with hated okay. then. I'll go with okay. one thing hated just to change it up. Okay. Um, so there was very minimal dialogue, which was expected, but mm-hmm. the acting was really bad. The dancing was great, <laughs> but the acting was Harsh. terrible. Well, you said, hate, you said hated. It was. <laughs> It, it was bad, but it didn't. Uh, it's harsh to say you hated it because it did it take you out of the movie. Uh, well, I was just looking forward to the dancing, right. and it was so quick that I was like, "Okay, it's fine." But I noticeably was just like, "Oof!" So it wasn't great. I will say though, I thought the the characters that were the main dancers were put in some awkward situations. Maybe the writing wasn't always mm-hmm. good, but. Uh, Special K, my character's acting was on point. She disagree. Was, no, you disagree? Yeah, I disagree too. Okay. <laughs> Maybe, you know, it, it might not have been the actor's fault or the actress's fault, um, but there were just some shots that made it seem like it was some sort of like infomercial. Hmm. Yeah, like the scene where she was with Shooter Gavin or the, mm-hmm. her agent, and she's like, okay, I will see you later. And she like awkwardly touches his back and then like leaves. It just felt like it was like a weird forced interaction. Yeah. And even the opening scene, like the first dialogue when she's, or like the second, I guess it's the second scene and she's sitting down with her friend and her friend's like, oh, you still work at this place and you're not like dancing for a living. That was like a very forced conversation. It felt really weird to me. That's fair. Um, I, I, I thought in, it was in service of getting 
bridging the like you know 90 second gaps between the next dance scene it was <laughs> it was mm-hmm. sufficient and also i mean kind of uh i'll just writing and story wise like obviously the story was really simple it was structured around a dance a series of dances and then a, a competition at the end um training montages you 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 name it um sort of like a sports movie but um I thought the character interactions were enough to carry those, the, the non-dancing stuff. I mean, like her relationship with her agent, with Shooter, I thought was interesting in the sense that he didn't end up exploiting her. He just really supported all of them. He st- stood up for the, um, the other character. He stood up for Ozone and Turbo. Um, yeah. So I thought that was a well-drawn character, whether or not, you know, the acting was distracting, maybe. But I was impressed I, with like that character development. Yeah, and I well, when you started off kind of creepy, he gave you like, the creepy vibe, and then he was like, "Actually, I'm here to help," and you're like, "Oh, okay." Well, that was a good misdirection because right, it was great. He calls her. Um, they have that meeting, and then he calls her on the phone, and and she's like, "I'm, I'm just lonely or something," and he invites her out to dinner, um, which seems like yeah, that he's gonna be just like, just like the instructor who invites her to dance with him and then shoves her up against a mirror and, and starts making out with her. So um, that if, if they had both been creeps, it would have been kind of redundant. Yeah, that's what I was so, thinking. I was like, he can't be a creep too, but. Yeah, I mean, I uh, wouldn't put it past men in the 80s movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, that's true. <laughs> so I, I like that, that, uh, that they were, that they were, you know, at least somewhat out of those stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Next up, we mostly, well, even though you focused on something you didn't like, you overall really enjoyed the movie, right? Oh, yeah, it was great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we had to find the, the one element you didn't, you didn't like. Well, you told me um, I should pick on something I didn't like. So no, like, that's, okay, that's fine. Great. <laughs> that's, that's great. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we'll find plenty of things to praise as we go. Uh, since it was a feel-good movie due for us in 2020, in 1984 when it came out how do you think it was received um in the box office do you think it was a hit i definitely think it was a hit and i have some information to back it up a little bit i mean you know it was a hit because you (laughs) cheated i didn't cheat um but what do you got okay so it actually opened the same weekend as 16 candles which is obviously a much more well-renowned movie Mm -hmm. and it outgrossed 16 candles in opening weekend wow by like two million dollars so it made around yeah so it made around six million and then 16 candles made um around four million opening weekend and in its entirety like in its entire run it mm-hmm. grossed more than 16 candles by 15 million so it grossed 38 and 16 candles only grows 23. that's awesome i mean i this is definitely a low budget movie um i think i saw mm-hmm. somewhere around a million something 16 Candles is not like a huge production, but with the actors, with John Hughes's um, uh, payment for for any movie that he was involved in, I'm sure I'm sure 16 Candles also cost a lot more to make. Um, oh yeah! So that's pretty incredible that this little indie breakdancing joint. <laughs> well, and they were up. yeah, and they were rushing to production to get it done because there's another dance movie coming out, a breakdancing movie called Beat Street. <laughs> Beat Street. Uh, yeah, so Beat Street came out a month later, mm. um, and also did well in the box office, but made only like made five point two million as opposed to like six. Um, right. But they were well, they were yeah. That's <laughs> probably why the ending was quite so a craze. Yeah, 
So it's yeah, quite maybe. a rush. <laughs> well, it's, it, and then in September, uh, Jamie was saying that there's this Lorenzo Lamas movie that came out called Body Rock, and that came out in September. So, wow, what a, what a year for dance. <laughs> um, so, cool. Yeah, it was a hit. It was so much of a hit um, that they uh, supercharged the, um, or super speeded the production of the sequel because somehow the sequel managed to come out seven months later in the same year. So I've never heard of a turnaround like that, except for maybe if they filmed them both at the same time, but that wasn't the case. Right. Um, I'm that's sure nice. there's other instances, <laughs> but that's the fastest turnaround for a sequel coming out that I've ever heard of. Well, and they um, even announced it at the end of the first movie. So like, they were like, okay, be ready. Yeah. So that was okay. really weird too. Did they, is that just because of the YouTube clip that we watched or was that's that that's what in i was theaters? wondering i no, no it's a legit iced tea song that he's saying for the soundtrack no but no no no, no they say the like end. yeah at the end they're like come back for number two well how would they know that they didn't even know this was going to be a hit they're confident as fuck dude yeah i guess so <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty ballsy that's wow that's awesome maybe they showed it you know to test audiences and we're getting good buzz or it was out for a weekend or two and then they added that uh, mm -hmm. they, then they knew they were going to make it. Um, yeah, and they that added could, that to the, that to makes the credits. Sense. <clears throat> yeah, that makes more sense than just so. But we're just speculating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's Let me call see. I'm, I'm, I'll ask him. I didn't okay. even. Um, we're going to go into uh, worst review, best review. I haven't even looked at these yet, so I'm Perfect. not. I'm curious what the. Okay. Well, <laughs> the critical. There's no um, critical consensus, but there is a 72% positive audience score. Um, I guess it's 38% for critics, it looks like. Um, it's kind of surprising. Uh, let's see what um, Blake Davis of KFOR Channel 4 News says, when I was 10, I thought it was the coolest movie I'd ever seen. <laughs> Three out of five. <laughs> That's the best rating I see. Um, when was that posted? This was in 2005, so this is another deal where, like, I guess Rotten Tomatoes um, finds, for movies like this, they find people that have, like, revisited it, I guess. Um, wow. Here's a harsh review from David uh, Cornelius of eFilm Critic. Break dancing was a man-made scourge, and breaking is the price we had to pay for our arrogance. Whoa! What? Wow! What? Yeah, that's it's huh. a, that's like one of the comically racist villains in the movie, like <laughs> a man-made scourge. What? And he huh. wrote that in 2005. That's either trolling or straight up, you know, ignorance, race mixed with racism. That's that's why. Yeah, that's huh. Um, this movie has a certain entertainment value, especially considering its place in cinema history. Well, I need, to, I need a little more background on what its <laughs> place in cinema history is, but part of the, the dance craze of 84, at a minimum, we know. Um, so, Ashley, um, I know you were doing a little bit of research. Do you have any other interesting uh, trivia for us? I do. So, which you picked up on, you and Jamie, but mm and -hmm. um, one of the first. Drew's friend. Guest. Oh, yeah. Guest uh, viewer. Guest viewer, yeah. <laughs> um, so, in the opening, one of the opening, like, street dancing scenes, in the background, you'll see 
a guy in a black singlet and he's like clapping and like dancing around and that's Jean-Claude Van Damme and it's his first on-screen appearance insane way and according according to him Venice Beach yeah (laughs) (laughs) according to him he was trying hard to get like attention on himself so like um, he was like jumping in the air and like doing flips and stuff, but they cut all of that out. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe maybe a little a little too hard. Too much. <laughs> There's gonna be flashbacks in uh, Break Two where they show Jean Claude Van Damme, and then they bring in the <laughs> cast member. Yeah, I, I mean, I wonder if he was even on his way to had any more notoriety. I mean, they were probably filming too the week after this one came out, so he probably still wasn't. It didn't have any notoriety, but he's definitely mm-hmm. the biggest star to appear in this. Well, actually, mm. I, I, we'll, we'll get to yeah, Ice T is in this one. movie, so that's that's a pretty good um, head-to-head. Ice T versus JCVD versus biggest star in the movie. Yeah, um, I mean, well, but, and that was another um, thing I found that it was it was Ice T's first feature film, and two of his early instrumental rap songs were used in it, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I, did you did you read about there was this like documentary that came out uh, breaking an inner this. Yeah, and he was like part of this. I don't think he's in that, but he was part of this um, underground dance scene club scene in Berlin. I want to say, um, and so that movie, that documentary. I don't know if it like made a lot of money, but it got a lot of attention, and so that spawned this movie, right? Yeah, because it came out in 1983. Yeah. So then people were like, "Oh, this is really interesting. Let's make a movie about it." Yeah, so. they were, that introduced people to like the subculture, and then this mm-hmm. this main main mainstream, um, yeah. <laughs> to some degree. Um, yeah. So the back to the JCVD thing. He is in the first dance scene in Venice Beach, where like they introduce uh, Special K, my character, to um, the 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 street dancers. You know, just like the culture in general. Um, her friend cupcake takes her there oh cupcake was a good option for oh yeah cupcake was great um oh. so but he gets kind of sidelined in the movie that's why we f- we forgot about him he gets replaced <laughs> by a shooter which is kind of lame yeah uh, but anyway uh so i it's blurry so van damme is wearing his signature uh leotard like a black um leotard but he's it's kind of i mean he's it's kind of out of focus but it's in focus enough to where you can see his baby face but like very very it's it's an extended shot of him in the background it was it's not something you really have to like hunt that hard to find is my point he's he's he doesn't get to do any flips or show off for the camera but (laughs) he's he's on the camera for sure um yeah going into it i was like oh i'm gonna have to like try and spot him in the back and i was like oh he's right there so. Yeah, like I didn't, I didn't know that bit of trivia going in, and I was not to not to brag, but because um, I don't think it was that hard, uh, I I noticed him when we were watching mm-hmm. it. So, um, cool. Uh, anything else? Notice him, by the way. Well, it's uh, it's also I'm not shaming you for not noticing him. I'm just uh, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> I do have one more thing, but it's more like a Drew fun fact because I thought you would really like this. Well, uh, yeah, it's, please. Juicy Let's fruit is ready, ready for it. <laughs> All right, juicy fruit. So, um, so one of the executive producers of Breakin was also the producer of Masters of the Universe. Oh, which came so out, and uh, that came. True loves uh, eighty-seven. I think that came out, and yeah, yeah, Masters of the Universe. In case that wasn't clear, is the He-Man movie. Yeah. Um. So your favorite. Yep, that is like <laughs> one of my most 
watched <laughs> movies as a kid for sure. Um, so interesting. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. good to know. Great company <laughs> um, that this producer is in. What a what a illustrious history. <laughs> um, before we move on too far into our favorite segment, uh, I've got a couple random TV tropes. Well, I guess they're movie tropes since we're talking about a movie. Uh, Ashley, what do you think? The... There we go. <laughs> what do you What do you think the gay best friend trope is? Pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's uh, cupcake. Um, yep. So that's just that's like Kelly's best friend that's introduced pretty early on that we forget about. But yeah. he plays a good role in introducing her to the um, the break dancers. So. Yeah, he's and that's a that's definitely an identifiable trope throughout rom-coms and throughout just all sorts of like 80s night i mean it still exists today but um i thought that was a one worth worth highlighting because you see that all the time um there this one is not meant to be a pun but i guess it is uh <laughs> waiting for a break <laughs> that's uh, uh <laughs> you, have a, you have a guess on what that means um so it's not meant to be a pun but it's pretty good (laughs) um so waiting for like your big break to go from one thing to another like when she switches from her chat her jazz to her street performing kind of thing like she's waiting on the next part of her career yeah so uh, this one has a trope within a trope it says uh Kelly is introduced working as a waitress in a greasy spoon, which is its own trope, like working in a a shitty diner with um, a cook who's like gross and smoking and, 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 you know, kind of a dick. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's its own trope that, that I've seen uh, in sleepaway camp and, and lots of, lots of movies, but basically she's waiting to be discovered. um, And it doesn't, it doesn't take too long. Well, it doesn't take long in the course of the movie, but we don't actually know, you know, what amounts from this break of getting to perform. <laughs> what well, it made it way. seem like with the conversation between her and her friend that she'd been at that diner or that place for a while. So, yeah, her quote unquote Vegas dancer friend comes um, back into town for this one scene and asks her if she's still been dancing and, and you know, kind of um, tries to motivate her to get back into to, to dancing and then is that why she goes and meets with shooter does she like introduce her to, how does she how does that start no because shooter doesn't come in until wait i actually yeah, don't how, how does that intro happen or did she always have an agent no i don't actually i don't even know did they not yeah, that was kind of weird because yeah. he kind of came out of nowhere yeah i mean they she have that scene where a couple of times at, that was that was basically right after she meets with meets him for the first time that we see in the movie and then she goes she goes to an audition and it looks like she's doing pretty well um but they tell her that they're looking for um as as i mentioned earlier the main my, my character special k has like brown hair sort of a, a mullet sort of a pat benatar um they tell her they're looking for a tall blonde so she goes outside puts on a wig changes her leotard dances again (laughs) and then they tell her that they're looking for or they just tell her she's not right and she's like oh you're looking for a short brunette so anyway she gets after one audition um another thing jamie pointed out is that she gets pretty 
she gives up pretty easily or gets fed mm -hmm. up after one audition where she auditions twice. <laughs> yeah, so two auditions kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she does she does expose the hypocrisy and the, you know, the unfairness of the audition process in that one scene uh because they, you know, they lie to her basically. But mm -hmm. still, you're going to you're going to have to go to more than one audition to get your your first role in most well cases. and the fact that her agent called and was like i know you had a bad day it's like she kind of didn't even she danced twice and she just yeah. like kind of tried and then she was like oh i didn't get it <laughs> like yeah exactly know. yeah she was it was a that, that was probably just sped up for you know it wasn't it wasn't important <laughs> we had yeah. to just roll through that uh i was hoping for like a dancing montage of her auditions but did not yeah happen. well we got we'll get to some montages because we got several <laughs> um the last trope is one that we already talked about, so I'm not going to dwell on it, but it's the nice guy trope. Mm. Uh, you know, that's there's some initial skepticism uh, about her love for break dancing. Oh, James is like nothing but supportive, even though he uh, doesn't understand. You know, at first he's like, why would you? That's a waste of time. You're never going to get on Broadway by doing street dancing. Um, but the second he goes to a club and sees it for himself, he's like immediately won over. So, <laughs> yeah, that was easy. Uh, that was cool. Yeah. All right. Well, um, are we ready for rank the blank? Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> Cool. Um, we've got two, we've got a bonus rank the blank. We're going to do a lightning round of best nickname, and then we're going to move on to best dance scene, uh, because that's basically the whole movie. <laughs> so <laughs> of the nicknames, we've got two categories of nicknames. We've got the nicknames that the characters use in the movie, which are actually like simplified from the nicknames that the characters that inspired their characters in real the characters in real life that inspired the characters in the movie um have cooler nicknames in my opinion so we got special k we got orlando we got tony um i didn't write down cupcake here but we got cupcake oh wait <laughs> i'm not i'm not even saying i'm saying their real names not their nicknames <laughs> so let's just let's just do um Special K, Ozone, Turbo, and Cupcake. Kind of American gladiator, gladiator type. <laughs> type <names. laughs> yeah. um, except for maybe Cupcake. <laughs> cupcake is, is definitely my favorite American gladiator. Um, I don't know if y'all remember that one. Um, Probably, no. <laughs> <laughs> What's, uh, what nickname did you think was the best? Um, I mean, who? Well, Turbo, but also because his other nickname. So I feel like that's not fair, but I like Turbo. I thought like he was more memorable than the name Turbo is more memorable than Ozone for me. Yeah. So I like his, and then he's also Boogaloo Shrimp, which is the yep. best nickname I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> which helped them title the second film, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I just noticed something now that I'm staring at him. What was what was Cupcake's actual name? Do we know? I mean, not his mm. actual name, his character's name in the movie. Uh, no it's not even michael imdb for whatever reason <laughs> um kelly becomes special k so there's a k there ozone or orlando becomes ozone so there's oo -O. tony becomes turbo 
So I'm going to assume cupcake must've been Charles or Chris or Carson, mm-hmm. or, you know, so, but the real life people, as you alluded to have cooler names for sure. Um, I've got his yeah. name by the way. What's his, is it, is it a C his or that just... name is Adam. Yeah. Totally ruins everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> and, Adam becomes newborn the third. Oh yeah. I saw that name in the credits. He has an awesome, oh. he has the best real life name. Phineas Newborn the third. It's amazing. Yeah, just dwell on that. Um, <laughs> the some of the real life people that inspired these characters have such names as um, Aldolfo Shabadoo, Michael Boogaloo Shrimp, Bruno Poppin Taco Falcon, <laughs> <laughs> Timothy. We're now in the Poppin portion. Timothy Poppin Pete Sol- Solomon and Anna. Lollipop Sanchez. <laughs> Ashley, your favorite is a uh, Boogaloo. Oh yeah, Boogaloo Shrimp. Well, yeah. although Pop and Taco makes me laugh the most, I feel like because it's like it's, so. It's fun to say. Yeah, it's just like yeah. I think Pop and Taco. Derek, I'm, you, I'm have favorite, you have a you have a favorite of the just the Pop and ones. Uh, yeah, it's it's also Pop and Taco. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like. I do I have kinda... to call out though, really quick. Yeah. Uh, Special K. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Ozone works at that convenience store with Turbo, right? They work at, yeah, they work at some kind of like convenience store. Yep. In one of the first shots that they show them working together, there's special K cereal in the background. Mm. Oh. So that's what I'm choosing. Mm. Nice. nice. You think they did that on purpose? I think so. That's or like, after the fact, they're like, yeah, it's special K. That's like Stanley uh, Kubrick level um, planting <laughs> planting ideas in the in the shining early in the movie and having them <laughs> having yeah. them pop back up. Um, <laughs> I I I'm gonna give a shout out to Lollipop because it uses pop at the end instead of the beginning. Oh, very fine. very very inventive. All right. <laughs> okay. Was she really that great of a dancer? Like... Well, uh, we should we should before we get into best dancing, we should absolutely talk about this because. Uh, Jamie, our our special um, absentee guest host here, like constantly pointed out throughout the movie whether or not they were even doing good dancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had my own uh, kind of retort to that, but I'm curious what y'all thought. I mean, I thought some of Ozone's. I thought hmm, I think I thought Turbo was a re- great dancer. Agreed. I thought he had some good moves. I mean, I think he had some moves where I was like, I could do that, which is, I'm not a great dancer. Um, yeah. But I thought that some of his moves were really good. Kelly was like a gymnast, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, she started, it definitely got, it definitely got way more um, adventurous as the movie went on. She was doing flips and they were doing mm-hmm. more, they were doing more breaking versus, I think what, I think the problem was early on, it was all about the popping, not the breaking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> should have been called popping, I guess. Uh, but they and that's that was a new style of dance i mean at least this is what i gather from reading you know whatever on wikipedia i think the movie was really showcasing that style of dancing which was cool and and new at the time yep Um, but now that everyone from nsync to whoever is 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 doing it we're kind of desensitized to popping locking so we weren't like blown away by by those moves yeah, well, and I also read that, a delayed fact, um, mm-hmm. that a few people from either this one or the second movie apparently taught Michael Jackson how to do the moonwalk. Oh. Because he saw it, but it wasn't, it wasn't clear because there's a couple of people saying that they did it, you know, like 
everyone's claiming right. it but <laughs> apparently course. so yeah so apparently like that michael jackson saw someone in soul train do this thing that was called at the time called the backslide and he's like oh i want to learn how to do that and so they sent one of the guys that was in this first movie because the one that he originally wanted was touring and so they sent this guy over and was like hey can you teach michael how to do the backslide which turned into the moonwalk which is pretty cool the opening of the movie is very backslide slash moonwalk heavy and i think it's turbo Mm -hmm. because you can see his air force ones or whatever shoes those are um, that he's wearing later it's basically just like scene after scene of people doing that that move at the very start yeah Um, like a moonwalk montage so (laughs) yeah that was uh, i i guess i was indisputably by the end of the movie the dancing was impressive but at first Mm -hmm. those little like dance battles and stuff they had was more like uh, just kind of who can it was more like uh, a dance fight not really like who's doing the most crazy dance it was more like who's in the better who's in the better rhythm who's getting the crowd going who's like showing up the other person it was mm-hmm. kind of subtle differences uh there was some some maneuvers where they would get up close to the other person and pop right into them <laughs> like pop pop them uh, yeah, which, were, was which was which was an ultimate uh diss i guess um, yeah. There was the guy who was like, uh, I think it was Ozone, who was strumming his crotch um, while, while popping it. So that was yeah. pretty disrespectful in a in a good way. Was he strumming <laughs> or like flopping? Well, you, strum to flop. each their own. It, I mean, it was it, a strum flop. You're right. Ashley. For some, it's a strum. For some, it's a flop. It, it just depends on what uh, what you got going on. <laughs> but you can't. But you also can't start. I don't feel like you can start a dance with the most impressive moves. So like that makes exactly. Sense. It, it it built up to it um mm-hmm. so i thought that was i thought that was pretty pretty effective so that will bring us into best dance sequence now because this is a movie called breaking it was only was it even an hour and a half long i don't think it was so short yeah it, it, it was very short but there were um i didn't i didn't count them here but i think we have like 10 different dance sequences that (laughs) that we're going to go through uh because they're all they're all interesting in their own special way the and i'm not even counting the credit scene which we alluded to that's let's 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 add that to the list just because if that's where they um invented or introduced moonwalking to a lot of people for the first time that's pretty cool um so we got the backslide montage at the start Then our next dance scene after that is the Venice Beach one, where they bring Kelly to Venice Beach and Van Damme makes his appearance. So that's noteworthy. (laughs) Anything else to point out for that one? Kelly looks really lost and kind of (laughs) lame, just standing there clapping. Best dance (laughs) sequence in the entire film. There's there's a series of of. the same event keeps happening throughout the movie. So white person who doesn't understand uh, street culture gets introduced to, or, you know, is, is very, is not reluctant. She wasn't that reluctant. Um, and some of the other characters are more, are more um, critical and hesitant of it before they experience it. But the second someone sees it with their own, with their own two eyes um, and, and feels it, feels the beat, they are immediately won over and like, no longer have any questions about whether or not it's a valid form of, <laughs> of yep, dancing, every, which every time. we get to. Yeah, because I mean, even the even the staunchest uh, uh, 
critics of the this type of dance um, can be won over with the right moves. So we've got we've got Venice Beach. Then we have a very uh, unfortunate scene where she goes to her uh, dance instructor. She's you know willing to do kind of like a ballroom performance thing with him. They do some kind of performative. Uh, it gets it gets steamy, but I think that's just part of like the that's just part of the performance for her. Uh, for him, he takes it as a reason to aggressively kiss her, and um, she pushes him off, and then he kisses her again. <laughs> she pushes him <laughs> off. It doesn't get. It's a PG movie, so it doesn't go too far. But obviously, it it does a good job of establishing Franco is an absolute sleazeball and uh, probably irredeemable uh, character at that point. Any, That's how, anything else you know, about that one? I just remembered how she gets connected to the agent because she stops going to, no, well, she, no, she stops going to that dance class and then Cupcake comes into her work and is like, why aren't you coming to this class? Did you guys like get an argument or something? And he gives her the agent's card. That's oh, how it happens. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's really unfortunate that yeah, Cupcake was really support. He Cupcake's the one that introduces her to the dancers in the first place, mm-hmm. uh, the street dancers, and then he do- introduces her to the agent, and then the agent just takes her pl- his place basically. Yeah, and then he's <laughs> uh, not in the, movie. in the in the movie. So that's that's too bad. But he does get Cupcake does get to pop back in, uh, pun intended, at the end. So. <laughs> Next is one of the early favorites in the movie. It was definitely the best that we had seen at to, at this point. So it's the broom dance where uh, your character, actually Turbo, oh, yeah. uh, is sent uh, by Ozone outside to sweep. And he finds a very efficient way to go about doing it. <laughs> where it's like <laughs> Fantasia, sort of. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you describe the, the broom dance? Well, it starts off as him just dancing with a broom and he's, doing a great job and it's sweet it's like moonwalking and like doing everything and then all of a sudden the broom starts to like levitate and then he's like dancing with it while it's in the air and then he like moves his hand over it so you're like no there's like no trick and i'm like wait what so like he's doing magic essentially well you could i could see the wires whether you were supposed to see him or not i think you were maybe supposed to see him i mean we weren't supposed to believe he was magical no, but I don't think we were supposed to see it. I think it was just supposed to be like a fun like thing in the movie. Yeah. Like you weren't I mean, supposed to be like, could, oh, he has powers. But. I think, I mean, I think it wasn't a special effect. Like it was, it was a really creative way to do, like he could do that performance on a street corner mm-hmm. with the, with the, the yeah. very uh, thin clear wires and, and make it look like what we saw. So yeah, I thought that was, was pretty awesome. It was great. And then he goes back in and Ozone's like, do you, you sweep everything up <laughs> it's like yep got it all and then he goes out there and of course he didn't do any actual sweeping um, yeah i think the broom touched the ground like twice so yeah well at the very end of his dance he does do like one sweep one like yeah. real sweep which was a nice a nice touch uh, that is the last uh, solo dance we see before we are introduced to ice tea in the club there's uh his they go to every Friday night. Do y'all remember the club name? Mm, no. no. Radio room or something? That sounds Ra- like a place mm. here. 
<laughs> I can't. It doesn't matter. There was a there's a club that every Friday they have kind of you know all the dancers go to, and they sort of form a a circle, and you know it's not like a really structured thing. It doesn't seem like, but if there anybody wants to kind of like show down, then they can they can meet at this this uh, this place on Fridays, and Ice T will be emceeing, and our the characters that we're following so far in the movie, we're really excited because uh, Special K is is going with Orlando or with Ozone and Turbo to witness this for the first time. She's loving it, uh, but they end up battling with the Electro Rock crew, and they're doing they're holding their own. Uh, Ozone and Turbo are until out of nowhere, Electro Rock introduces uh, a woman. So they bring in their female third and apparently that just like automatically wins them the, the dance off. Is that yeah. happened? Yeah. I mean, they're like, Oh, it's a woman. Like, what are we going to do? We yeah. don't have one of those. <laughs> yeah. Like it was just like, what? And she, I mean, we'll get to this, I guess a little bit, but she, the dance moves she was doing, I mean, not, I wasn't like, Oh wow. That's so much better than everyone else. Like I didn't understand that, but yeah, the thing I liked about the ones, the dance offs in the in the club, were it was very just um, informal in terms of like who was who was winning. It was just kind of like what the crowd was more into. And then when they brought her out, they they won the crowd over like right there. It was just like yeah. oh, oh snap, like that's we didn't see that coming. So it didn't seem like they were really better as dancers, but they they you know won the crowd over that night yeah it was you lollipop know. very well and then in their their garage afterwards uh i think it was ozone who was like yeah we were just unprepared yep like we yeah well, do y'all have y'all have any um, good dancers any ideas for how they could like maybe you know mix a another person into their crew do they have any girls that maybe would be interested I mean, I guess maybe like yeah. there's that one that's like the main character. Oh, but yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Well, wherever wherever they're gonna go from here. So before they have their rematch, we have uh our first big like dance practice montage that takes place at Ozone's super cool um garage apartment. <laughs> and it starts off with like these close-ups of their hands, which is kind of cool. It's filmed it's filmed differently than the the other scenes so far, which I liked. It shows some close-ups of them gyrating. Um, there's some butt shots <laughs> on on both on both the the men and the women, or the one uh, one woman. And then I'm pretty sure this is where they kind of introduce more spinning and more break moves. Is that right? Yeah. They kind of like go into you're like oh they can do more than just this one thing or yeah. this two two moves yeah this is kind of like when we first start seeing them practice break dancing moves and then we assume you know next time that they end up in the club they're gonna unleash those moves and then of course <laughs> they're gonna unleash their secret special weapon special k so they dance um they practice they ditch this is when uh cupcake is like part of the the crew because he's going to be their manager but they're not going to need they're not going to need him for very long apparently yeah it's kind of sad yeah like, oh so. no we have an agent sorry <laughs> yeah exactly um, but he does get them like he does get them together in the first place so he serves a serves a vital role there 
Then we head back to the dance club for round two. And what happens this time, Ashley? So this time they bring Special K because mm -hmm. they need a lady apparently to make them better. <laughs> yep. um, so, Good message. Yeah. So she actually shows up with her agent and at first. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. So she shows up with her agent. And that's the first time that Ozone and Turbo are going to meet him. And Ozone's already a little bit like upset about her and the agent in the first place. Um, yep. So they go to meet and Ozone's like, I'm not shaking his hand. I don't dance for anyone. I dance for myself. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. And like shooting Gavin or whatever. So he's trying to be like, so nice. And he's like, okay, well, I'm just going to watch you guys. Like, good luck kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so he like goes off and then they start dancing and they fucking kill it. Yep. <laughs> and I mean, it doesn't take long. So when they when they roll up in the in the dance club, I guess they come as a crew, uh, Special K, Ozone, and Turbo. But Shooter comes solo. Um, you, we kind of are surprised that he took her inv invitation uh, mm -hmm. because he was so skeptical of her, you know, wasting her time with street dancing. He shows up in his suit, of course, like way out of way overdressed <laughs> or way differently dressed <laughs> than mm -hmm. everyone else there, and obviously doesn't uh, sticks out like a sore thumb. But as soon as she like, as soon as they all really get get going, he's like, he's grooving along, and he like leans over to another club goer, and he's like, they're really good. He just says, like really generic. That was good. Um, <laughs> but basically, they whip the shit out of Electro Rock uh, mm -hmm. one, two, and three, and I they don't use a ton of like the spinny on your head break moves but kelly introduces a entire uh, acrobatic component yeah gymnast <laughs> routine, routine <laughs> where she's back flipping into the other into the other girl she's like uh she does these like jumps where she lands and like goes into a splits i think kind of mm -hmm. like she does some she does some awesome stuff and did, yeah i was saying did you also notice that their jackets are tko for their names mm. Did not. Turbo K and Ozone. Is that? Yeah. Are they wearing them then, or they're wearing them later? I think they're. I don't know. I know they're wearing them in the movie at some point, but I for some reason yeah. thought it was like them getting ready together, and then they're like putting on their jackets to go perform. They're like those red jackets. But yeah. I know at one point it was like TKO, and I was like, oh, like total knockout, and I was like, oh, it's their names. Like that's pretty cool. That's awesome. I think that's. I think Shooter gets them those jackets once they go into the studio to practice. Too more but, professional. Yeah, I did not notice that. So that's that's really cool. There's um so yeah, they win the dance fight. They uh by the end shooter is loving it. They're um riding high. Kelly is like crowd surfing, not crowd surfing, but they're like, she's <laughs> lifted she's lifted on some people's shoulders. And then then we get a little drama though to end the scene, internal conflict between our TKO crew. They are all celebrating you know still at the club and she's like uh talking to shooter and he's like he's he's still very cool he's like you you should hang out you can hang out with your friends y'all can can keep celebrating i'm gonna i'm gonna get out of here and she's like no that's okay i'll come with you and of course cut to ozone looking really annoyed that she's leaving with the uppity uh white dude which not, I'm not sure why she would do that, though, to be honest. Like, wouldn't you want to stay and celebrate? It was contrived. I mean, yeah. Shooter played it right as a character. I mean, it was written so that he didn't come off like an asshole for dragging her away. Mm -hmm. But 
why she wanted to leave was just probably for movie conflict purposes. That's a right. Good yeah. Point. Because she gives this like she gives this really confusing look. Like she looks back <laughs> at at Ozone and looks disappointed, but he didn't. I guess she's just disappointed in herself because she realizes maybe she made the wrong choice, but she actually didn't because like <laughs> right, was it wasn't her. It was gonna advance their all of their uh, ambitions. Um, mm-hmm. Not that they needed him, but he did. He did help them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, from there we go to a fun little. Uh, we know that that she and Ozone left on bad terms, so we don't see Ozone in the next scene. We see Turbo with a group of kids, uh, Derek included, breakdancing on like a you know classic cardboard style in a street, um, you know, or like in front of a house with all the kids doing like really cool breakdance moves, looking super cute, you know, just like <laughs> grooving. Yeah, he was great. And he's like such a mentor. Like he's even telling mm-hmm. like the one kid, he was like, yeah, one day, like you'll be better than I will be, which is pretty cool. to like be able to say something like that to a little sure. youngin. Turbo was an awesome character. I mean, I, yeah, there's I, nothing to crit- criticize about Special K. Orlando was a hot, or Ozone was a hothead. Um, mm-hmm. But like, but for the most part, our main characters were all like pretty likable. Yeah. Um, you know, and then Franco, the instructor, was just like the cookie cutter, uh, horrible, evil dude. But like, for the most part, everyone else was pretty, pretty fleshed out in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, you know, I don't know that that scene is, is it was, it was just a nice little break from kind of the more serious dancing to let some kids have fun. Also, I think these kids were like in their aspiring like dance kid group and they got to be in the movie for another scene, which was really fun for them, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. Then this is the weirdest one. This next one that we don't have to spend much time on. There's, they go. They go back to Venice Beach because Special K is looking for uh, Ozone. So she asked Turbo, like, uh, have you seen him? He's like, no, I haven't seen him for three days. <laughs> and she's like, well, where where could he be? And he's like, hey, maybe he's in Venice. So cut to, <laughs> cut to Ozone staring angstily off at the ocean, throwing rocks. So he's just like been <laughs> sitting, sitting by the, by the ocean for three days, apparently. And she like immediately found him within like yeah. five seconds. So, <laughs> yeah. so they they kind of they kind of deal with their drama, right? Yeah, they just they he kind of was just like you don't know where I've been. That whole like made up he, not made up story, but he comes to terms with like kind of getting over himself and her being like, "There's nothing between the agent and I. Like he's just here to help us." Yeah, let's there's dance. A, there's a couple <laughs> moments with her where she she always does the right thing i mean like her only criticizable character uh, quality might be like that she doesn't pick up on the fact that these dudes are into her and and address it sooner but that's not her responsibility right whenever someone's treating them mistreating her friends she sticks up for them um she kind of gives gives it uh, says it like it is and to you know ozone and a couple other characters when they need they need to hear it, like, hear mm-hmm. it straight. She doesn't sugarcoat it. Um, so they make up. He doesn't address the fact that he's obviously into her, but they make up enough um, to go on. And they 
get back to their roots by going to watch some real dancing on Venice Beach, which you can tell it's real dancing because he's like, look at this guy's face. That's real dancing. <laughs> I know. He was a wearing a hoodie. Line. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, can you see his face? Like he's yeah. spinning around really fast. But whatever. <laughs> um, that that the only interesting thing about that dancing, not to diminish it, I'm gonna assume uh, they show this guy that kind of comes with uh, crutches, not the not crutches, crutches, but crutches like that you use um, when you don't have full uh, use of your legs. They're like uh, the the ones that attach to your wrists. So he was walking with like these wrist things, but he could break dance on his head because he didn't need his legs. So if that's a real guy in, in, in real life that was like, you know, learning to dance, uh, given, given what he had, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Um, mm-hmm. But it was so quick that we don't really know like any backstory about that person. But yeah, it was, it was cool. Uh, that brings us to the final practice montage. So this is where Shooter gets them studio space to practice. There's there's a nice hardwood floor. There's all these mirrors like wheeled in so they can see their performance from every angle. He <laughs> uh, graces them with the jackets, the the cool like burgundy um, sort of members only like uh, zip up bomber jackets, not bomber jackets, they're lightweight. Um, I don't know what those jackets are called, but, but they're cool custom uh, dance crew jackets. And the my, I'll 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 let you describe the scene, but I have to point out my favorite part of the the dance montage. I hope uh, it's the same as mine. <laughs> <laughs> they are they are dancing. Obviously, we're we're seeing them uh, expand on their breaking and popping moves. And then you know every like thirty seconds or every fifteen <laughs> seconds, they'll just have a cutaway to shooter talking really intensely on the phone, like and like smoking. chain smoking. Yeah, <laughs> it's so dumb. Like. Um, but but yeah, that was is that is that the part you were gonna mention too? No, I was okay. gonna mention every time they like. Oh, there's some other good parts. Sorry. Yeah, so every time they pan to like ozone, he's like yep. crawling on the floor, like <laughs> not really dancing. Like like special K is actually like dancing, and like Turbo's like working on his moves, and then you go to like ozone, he's like crawling under, like crawling under like a bench, and he's like flexing his, he's like moving his eyes and his mustache. And I'm like, what's going on? He does the best move of the movie though, which is um the row your boat move I don't oh, know what yeah. else to call it where he's like sitting on his butt moving his elbows and like rowing himself across the floor like we don't see <laughs> I think we only see like his midsection so it's like it looks like he's rowing a boat anyway but his facial expressions too he's like ah, oh yeah <laughs> his facial expressions are ridiculous yeah they're so good <laughs> yeah he does he does a worm but not the worm slug. that we as we know it yeah it's more of yeah, a, slug. a slug he like he wiggles but he doesn't like there's no there's no airborne activity to it which yeah it's a sexy like, sexy slug yeah it's a slug <laughs> um so that was fun uh and then uh that finally is going to bring us to our climactic no wait the audition scene so yeah before um we can get to the the, the final dance there's this um very uh haughty audition that they go to so Franco, the sleazeball instructor, is organizing this uh, jazz dance performance. So all they want to do is try out for it. You know, they don't expect anybody to to give them anything. They just go there. They 
because they are willing to compromise a little bit, um, they change their appearances. They they still look badass, but they wear tuxes basically and top hats. And top hats, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they they you know they're 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 not comp compromising their integrity in my opinion, but they are trying to you know at least give themselves a chance in front of these uh, very uh, snooty white people that are going to be deciding whether they get a chance or whether they get to perform in the end. Um, but what happens when they get there? So when they get there, they're about to perform and Franco and his crew have just finished their beautiful, super technical audition. It's fine. And <laughs> yeah, then they get off the stage. very sterile. Like, yeah, it's just very, eh, whatever. And so they get off and then um, their agent walks in and it's like, okay, like you guys go ahead, you're up next. And he gets called to um, the, the panel, I guess the panel of judges. And they're like, yeah. the main guy's like, I'm sorry, we don't, we don't want you guys here basically. And so the agent's just like, Oh, come on. Like they've tried their best. Like, I don't see the problem. Like what's the problem with these? Like, well, we can't because Franco is like really running the show. Right. Like, oh, so annoying. And so he goes back to the crew, which is like my favorite. It's almost like so empo like, empowering. So he gets to the crew and he's just like, okay, like, I'm sorry you guys can't perform. And Ozone's like, no, this is not how it's going to go down. And he just yep. walks out and he's like, I'm Ozone Orlando. And he's like, walks out and then, starts tearing off his sleeves and like <laughs> yeah, starts to come like it's amazing like breakaway sleeves um and then the and then he starts performing and the other two start following him and they start ripping off their sleeves and making headbands and um start dancing it's a it's it's a <laughs> ridiculous build-up in the sense that like he didn't even start dancing right away he just like walks up and stares him in the face in a very aggressive <laughs> yeah. way like he was not at all approaching it in a way that like you would think would work um and the funniest part or the uh, it's absurd but it is also really beautiful that they start dancing they've yeah they've ripped their sleeves off um they're still in tuxes but they are in sleeveless, <laughs> sleeveless tuxes <laughs> with uh, makeshift headbands and they start doing their dance performance and once again like the old snooty white people are like into it pretty quickly. Like they don't like, even do, <laughs> they don't do a version of their performance that is tailored to the white people. They do their same performance and it just immediately wins them over. Um, yeah. There's no way that really um, gross looking guy with the mutton, the like civil war general guy with the mutton chops in the middle would have been, digging, no. that was smoking a cigar would have been digging it as much as he was, but, it was a good, it was a, it was a very sweet message. Yeah. Well, and even Franco comes out and he was like, no, take them off the stage. Like they don't deserve to be here. Yeah. And they're like, no, actually we're going to leave them to perform. Like, like get out of the way. We're trying to watch them dance. I thought that was pretty cool. They basically um, have their like kind of fight with Franco there because he's not even going to be part of the final scene. That was like their showdown with him uh, in the audition. And they, they beat him and, and send him off in, in shame. So that was fun. I mean, it was that scene like perfectly embodies the spirit of the movie, like dancing will conquer all. It'll like cross boundaries and cross racial gaps just because it's so infectious and fun. And I mean, that sounds really sappy, but it's like, <laughs> it kind of works. Like you feel it. Um, yeah. We don't have to really be won over <laughs> as modern day uh, people, but like it, it, uh, it's infectious. Uh, and then 
and then we have the final the final dance number uh which isn't a competition it's more it's just a performance called uh street jazz right yep yeah so <laughs> there's an awesome song playing i mean i don't know how much we can really describe it you kind of just have to see it it's there's a lot going on in that in that last dance number there's way more people it's not just the three of them it's a whole a whole group um, yeah, it's a whole production that came to the same tryouts as they did. Yeah. So, but so, did the way the audition worked is like, was there going to be several performances, or they were just so blown away by uh, our characters that they just made that the the thing? And Franco didn't they're... get to do it. Do his. I think they were just like so blown away by their performance. They're like, okay, that's going to be our new theme. Right. And then they hired people associated to like that type of dance. And they yeah, probably just did like a couple different companies. And they're like, okay, you're, you made the cut, you made the cut. And then they made this whole production around it. Right. They made a whole street jazz production. And I mean, I guess everything we were saying about the last scene in terms of winning them over uh, culminates in them making a whole performance around, you know, with street in the name, you know, not, not, not using street as an insult, using street as a, as a, a celebratory thing. So, um, so yeah, the, that scene's awesome. And then mm -hmm. the three main characters are like in the middle of the screen. They jump up and they freeze frame. And then it just, <laughs> that's just the end. There's no more, there's no more dealing with sh the relationship with Shooter. There's no more like interpersonal drama. It's just like happy dance number. Let's, let's end let's on that. Boogie. I'm, I'm, <laughs> we're, we're, I feel like we've been basically recapping the movie because the movie's all dancing, but let's not lose track of what <laughs> what we're doing here um, with, the, with the ranking. So what? just throw out a nominee. Where do you want to start? Broom Over dance. Dance, dance sequence. <laughs> Which one? Sorry, I cut you off. Uh, broom dance. Yeah. Come on. Like it was it was early and it was, it was one of the most really yours too, Derek. Yeah, man, it was dope. Seriously. I mean, it yeah, it's it, but it only featured one of them. It was the most um, creative, I, yeah. I would say. It it definitely was the most memorable in the sense that like all the other ones kind of have overlap and blend. It's like they're slowly building new moves and new adding new things to their repertoire throughout, and it culminates in you know like the end sequence can't really be the best because it's just an amalgamation of everything that came before it. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like after we talked through the audition scene and the way you described your emotional reaction to it, that one might, that might deserve like, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of character. I mean, a lot happens in that scene, both like aside from the dancing and the, the character development. Mm -hmm. That was really good. Emotional scene. payoff. Um, my favorite one might have been, well, I, I really liked the garage, the first garage practice montage just like i said because it was shot a little different they showed like close-ups and they showed it was almost like a music video mm -hmm. um, that one was cool and then the other i'm just gonna lump the two montages in together because <laughs> then we get then we get shooter uh having very serious business talk alongside the <laughs> dancing um which is just uh, i don't know how comic they thought they were trying to be but the ed the editor must have had a lot of fun putting that together and then like 
uh, even though it didn't make sense there nobody was going to be like no just cut only use dancing because like <laughs> they probably just everyone was probably cracking up you know yeah well maybe they're trying to like make it more serious for like a couple seconds of him being like oh he's struggling <laughs> but there's no way anyone saw that and thought that it like conveyed <laughs> funny. seriousness yeah so yeah <laughs> and then we get and then we get the the all of ozone's awesome reaction shots so i'm gonna go with the the studio the second practice montage um and y'all are both gonna go with broom dance yeah i'm sticking with broom dance yeah same here broom yeah. dance plus some um, just a little sprinkling of the the kids break dancing is also a nice encapsulation of the movie like just the heart yeah. of I, I the movie. Agree, actually yeah so cool well let's get a few more questions in and then we'll briefly talk about uh what's coming next week so ashley we know yeah. this was a hit <laughs> but was it a hit in the with the oscar community did this movie win any awards um or would you have given it any awards if it didn't? I uh, I don't know the answer, actually. I didn't look it up. Yeah, I assume it didn't. It, I think it got like an honorary mention um, for something or yeah. some type of, but it didn't win. But I don't rem even honestly remember what those were. Um, but I don't, so clearly didn't win any awards to my knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, but I do have like a punny <laughs> award to get it. Ooh, let's hear it. Um, I would give it, so this would be like a kind of, when they used to do like MTV movie, like movie awards and stuff, or I guess they still do those. It wouldn't be like an Oscar, but a sleeper hit. It's like a sleeper hit. Ooh, okay. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, yeah, I'm not even going to break that down. That's, 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 that's perfect. Um, that's, that's, so yeah, Ashley gives it the sweeper hit award of 1984. So <laughs> since you know we're, we're we're usually every time we watch a movie from 1984 we want to kind of like look at its place in 80s culture and evaluate its 80s-ness so <laughs> how 80s is this 1984 release and how seriously do you want to see a 2020 remake um very 80s yeah <laughs> well, so, well and considering they even had like enough success to like make a movie seven months later yeah <laughs> and there are other like two other dance movies like obviously that was like a big part of the 80s um just remake yeah like just re-releasing the same type of movies to yeah. varying degrees of like creative success and commercial mm -hmm. success yeah yeah and then if it's time for a remake i would say i mean i would love to see a remake like why not but does it do we need a new does it need to be a new dance style? Yeah, it does. So what's? I think that's the. I'm, I don't I'm pretty know out of do. touch with the underground dance community, Derek. You're probably <laughs> the most in touch. Um, what what would it? What dance type would would the 2020 breaking be? It's still the same, dude. Still breaking. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's well that no, like, like uh, hand jive, like I forget what the, what it's called exactly, but when you use your hands. Well, I know people are still doing that, that, but there's got to be a new dance style that it could be focused on. It's like something that people don't know as much about now. I think yeah, Ashley well, got it, hit it on the yeah. head there. TikTok. 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 <laughs> so, well, I, mean, I think people are now used to like quick dancers. Like it'll be like a five second mm -hmm. clip. And like, oh, I want to copy that. And they'll do it. Like, I'm going to do it better. And like add a spin to it. I think right. 
that movie would be something around of like the line of like seeing like, oh, I saw this cool dance move, but I'm going to make it my own. And then it'll keep like evolving throughout the movie or something like some type of, I'm not really sure. Well, um, I mean, I, I like where you're going with this. We could have break in the TikTok version. I mean, and they don't have to be break dancing, but it could all be, it could be released in 500 parts over 500 yeah. TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we I watched mean, a nine, nine part break in movie, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we already watched this one in parts. Um, so, yeah, okay, I like it. TikTok breaking the TikTok. So, we finally, it's it's crazy. I guess, how many have, movies have we watched? Only three? Three. So not that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Four counting the one that uh, we didn't release. So, of the of these movies so far, we haven't seen any of them, but I'm pretty sure we've all seen uh, next week's movie. Derek, what's playing next week? 16 Candles, a movie about creeps, punks, everybody. bodies, I love this movie, clicks, yes, I'm back, so I smell, and all the terrifying things, can I borrow your underpants for 10 minutes, that make life, <laughs> yeah, there's going to be some problematic candles. stuff we have to discuss, it's getting good. Yeah. ready PG, Special sneak preview Friday and Saturday night. Check newspaper for theater information. Ooh, we get the special sneak preview. How was it only rated PG? Huh. We, different times. I, yeah, I need to. I need to relook this up because I was telling somebody um, one of the movies we were discussing or that comes out this year was like the first time that they introduced the PG thirteen rating. So everything that wasn't mm. R was PG um, for a, a longer time than you would think. But um, I'll look into that before before next week. So in case you didn't hear from the very first words of that commercial, <laughs> 16 Candles, which came out, Ashley pointed out, I didn't want to um, jump ahead earlier, but you pointed out that they came out the same weekend. So we cheated a little bit. We didn't want to, mm-hmm. um, we didn't want to try to, you know, cram both of these into one week. We didn't want to skip breaking. So we did breaking a week early. And we're going to be doing 16 Candles on the weekend that it actually came out, which is, you know, next weekend. So what is it going to be weird to watch a movie finally that we've already seen? I guess we can kind of like prep a little bit, which will be cool. Yeah. It's, well, there's going to be a lot on this movie, too, like a lot of information. So, yeah, that'll be cool to have. <laughs> yeah, I might watch some other John Hughes movies, rewatch some other ones just to get some context. Um or get myself, you know, back in that world. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's um, that's it for this week. After the credit song, we're going to briefly discuss some 2020 new releases that Ashley and I have been watching. But that is it for Break-In. Woo! <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs> we control the bass. We I love it. I love it yeah. so much. The, I mean, it's we I, obviously we can't do. We could have played more of the music from the movie, but honestly, there's no. We didn't. We didn't really um, say like how much we recommend this movie. That's probably what we should start doing uh, in the future. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good idea. But but yeah, anyway, to get more of that, that sound and that vibe, just, just watch breaking, but we're, we're 
we're leaving 84 in the past. Let's focus on all the incredible 2020 <laughs> options we have available <laughs> on Netflix and anywhere else, um, specifically Netflix, uh, for the two things we want to talk about this week. Ashley, I heard you um, and absolutely nobody else now, probably lots of other people because it's in the top five. Uh, it's in Netflix's top 10 at number five. Uh, what did you watch this week that you're probably embarrassed to admit to? Too hot to handle. <laughs> hey, Explain I want to watch it, by the way. So this is going to help me f make my decision. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Explain, explain the premise and just... Oh my gosh. Okay. So the premise is there's 10 very, very attractive people from all over the world that are based, that are invited to this beautiful Island for a month. And they think they're going to get to the Island. They like hook up and do whatever they want and mm -hmm. just like go crazy and drink and, and all this stuff. And they get to the Island. And after I think it's like 12 or 24 hours, this essentially this, um, like Alexa, but it's called right. Lana comes on and, talk, and talks to them and says like, Oh, by the way, there's some rules around this. Like you can't just do whatever you want. And everyone's like, what's going on? And she's like, Oh, you guys can't <laughs> make out or hook mm. up or do anything with other people without losing all 10 people money. Oh my so God. There's like in the, well, and the thing is <laughs> the money, it's a hundred grand. So if they were to win all of it, Right. without being taxed they would only get 10 grand each i was gonna so say like, that's not even a crazy it, prize no that's not like a great prize and you're gone for a month so do they not have jobs like they're all like instagram models like i'm not sure well, i think they're just using publicity. this yeah i think they're just using it to get like publicity but um it's very interesting i mean i've been i've <laughs> binge watched it in about a day and a half so yeah. it's really quick episodes um and there's some changes that come it's actually pretty sweet. I don't want to like completely ruin it for you, Derek, which I don't think I will, but um, midway through they're each giving given basically like Apple watches that tell them when they, if they're having a, like an actual connection mm -hmm. and the show can sense it, they can actually like kiss and they won't deduct from the pot. Oh God. That sounds, oh, so, yeah. that sounds okay. so cheesy. Damn, I'm yeah. watching this shit now. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's interesting, um, about nothing no what's interesting is like now netflix just once again not not specifically with this show but like they found another genre niche like they've got food docs they've got true crime they've got you know cheesy horror they've got like and now there's been some they've got tiger king obviously now there's mm -hmm. like these um romantic uh dating reality shows like that they are all you know that are like becoming viral sensations as well so yeah everyone's so bored <laughs> so. yeah well i mean it's just like they're they're really you watched love is blind too right oh that yeah was like uh, like around a, a december release i want to say mm -hmm. yeah, yeah i really like were... i actually really like that show yeah and that was kind of interesting because reality shows typically need to be paced out you can't just binge them so they did mm -hmm. like a different release strategy for that didn't they yeah, they didn't release it all at once. I think it was right. a couple. It was like four episodes at a time, um, like every two weeks or something. But this one, they released, they released all of them. Um, so I just mm -hmm. binged it, and then I was like, okay, like that's good, like it's fine. I'm not gonna think about it in a month from now. Um, and the characters were all, for the most part, were all very dumb. So it's just like, oof, <laughs> it's kind of frustrating. But right. Yeah. I mean, it's just as expected. It's, it's pretty empty calories, but like. No, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hate on what people want to get, uh, 
easy entertainment from i've mm-hmm. never been i remember survivor not i don't remember it being i remember it being a big thing i remember also like i definitely got into the first season or two of survivor yeah um, and then real world i mean there was no there's no high concept around real world it was basically too hot to handle but no rules and no you know gimmicks in place it was just put for the most part hot different hot people together and let them you know fight and hook up and yeah <laughs> yeah just, entertaining <laughs> yeah so um it's it's a proven success formula but i have found plenty of other ways to distract myself uh, <laughs> without quite having to to resort to that so i i think a legitimately good teen drama mixed with an adventure like um treasure hunting show outer banks which came out a couple weeks ago um and i finished this week i think it's i think it's legitimately good um i'm a bit of a connoisseur of uh teen dramas um so i can i can both admit when something like one tree hill is is probably bad but i still love it um Mm -hmm. And then I can recognize when something is actually better. It's kind of like, you know, has a wider appeal than just someone who's obsessed with like that, that genre. So I think Outer Banks actually falls into the category of people would enjoy it that don't even necessarily love teen like soap, soap operas. So, would you yeah. say it's better than River? Do you like Riverdale still a lot better? Oh, yeah. Than- well, I <laughs> yeah. mean again like uh, our friend oliver who doesn't like these type of shows actually got into outer banks and finished it i think the last two days so wow, okay i mean if anyone was going to be reluctant to watch something like this it would have been him and i didn't force it on him i just he has like um some a kind of a connection to the area so he was interested in the the setting um but it, it but he wouldn't have kept watching 10 hours of it if it was just because he'd been to the the outer banks a couple times right um so it was it was cool i'm not going to talk anything about um kind of the plot and and where it goes but it's very much goonies but with with teen drama mixed in and it's you know a surf a surf town and there's kids from the wrong side of the tracks and then there's the rich kids uh and then that that's of course like this class warfare struggle Mm -hmm. But it all revolves around them, like finding this uh, this ancient treasure trove, um, and so it's just it's there's 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 love, there's romance, there's there's fighting, there's there's partying on the beach, everything you would <laughs> want. But there's also just kind of this this fun like mystery plot to figure out. So, are I they high schoolers or? They are your typical. 20 somethings playing 16 year olds uh okay john b the main the main male character um with some very uh incredibly envious uh hair flowing flowing hair um they say they say finally like uh towards the end of the season they mentioned that he's 16 <laughs> like i knew he was supposed to be a teenager but just hearing it the characters say it uh, i went to school like it takes place over the course of summer and and the i i think i don't know there's no school so okay see them in a in a teenage environment they're just doing there's no parents around for i mean on at least on the 
on the side of uh, the the kids that are from the the bad side of the Outer Banks. Um, so anyway, okay. it's 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 fun. Um, I'm glad I watched it. And Derek, I think when you stepped away, I was saying that if Oliver got sucked into the show and he's not nearly as much of the target audience as me, then it must have some pretty broad appeal. No pun intended. That is very surprising to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that's, that's the only ones that I wanted to mention. Um, Ashley, is that, is that all we got? Um, well, I started watching cooking with cannabis. Mm. It's that really come on, that come out on 420. Uh, that would make sense. I have no idea when it came out, but it, it just popped Monday. up on Netflix. It should have just come out. Um, but it's great. And they're like very talented chefs. It's very interesting to me. Um, that's so another, watching... oh, sorry, ahead, sorry. That, I was just gonna say that's another like segment that Netflix has conquered like cooking shows. I think I might've even said it, but. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah. So I started watching that and then I'm watching, um, middle ditch and Schwartz, which I talked to you guys about oh, yeah. briefly. It's really funny. I mean, it's just, them tone stage doing improv based off of a story that someone tells them from the audience. I'm sure our friend Jen um, and some of our other friends too are uh, obsessed with them. So she's probably, I'd have to check in with her and see if, if she's watching that yet. But if she isn't, she's going to love it. And I'll probably yeah, get to great. it as well. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, I'm glad we got to touch on a few actual new releases. Um, we're going to, we're going to keep doing that each week as long as there's something interesting that has come out. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's it. Let's, let's wrap up. Woo. Yeah. Stick <laughs> them. Stick them. Stick them. Stick them. Stick them. Stick them.